Welcome to the 10% Better Podcast with your host, Andrew McGee. We cover fitness, business, and personal development, all with the aim of getting you, the listener, 10% better. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's begin. What is going on folks and welcome to the 10% Better Podcast. My name of course is Andrew McGee and I will be your sole host today. Once again, I am travelling, I am in the car, so you may hear some distorted audio, hopefully not too much, and you may hear some indicators and some bumps. First and foremost, of course, I would like to give a shout out to our main sponsor, Athletic Generation. Athletic Generation is our flagship sports nutrition company, handling every single thing you can imagine in terms of sports nutrition. All produced and manufactured here in the UK, providing the highest quality raw ingredients for the best possible price. If you head over today to www.athleticgeneration.com, and enter the promo code 10%B, you will save 10% off your very first order. All, of course, by listening to this podcast. So, let's kick straight into it. As the title states, if you are listening to this, then you have survived. And what I mean by that is you have survived the lockdown, you have survived the global pandemic and you are still here and still fighting. Now, of course, I don't want this to be misconstrued misconstrued as you have survived, i.e. you have lived through the coronavirus because unfortunately some people have died from it. But I just mean you are here, you are surviving before everybody jumps on the bandwagon and thinks, oh my God, you can't use that word. Well, that's what I mean. So, as an update, to give you guys an understanding of what's been happening, where I am, how things have been going. Uh, We are in July of 2020. We are, I think, mid-July at this point, uh, coming up on the 15th, 16th, can't remember, but life is starting to get back to normal. Couple of notable highlights from a business standpoint. The gyms are opening back up down in England. So there was the announcement less than a week ago now by the Prime Minister stating that gyms are allowed to open, reopen on the 25th of July. Brilliant news for, of course, England, but at least a step in the right direction and at least a definitive date, which is the main thing. As it stands, government guidance for reopening is pretty much spot on with what we thought was going to happen. We like to stay one step ahead. I like to look at trends in other countries and and other government guidance and see exactly what I think is going to happen and then implement prior to it being uh, legislated in this country. So... All the safety precautions, all the measures, everything that's been 
put in place is exactly what the government guidance has come out and told us. It's told us how many people you can operate with per square foot in the premises. It's told us the differences in terms of uh, changes to walkways, in terms of sanitising stations, everything in between. We have had this in place for, I would say, probably four weeks now. And by the time we open up, we'll have had it in place and ready by six weeks, eight weeks. So we are ahead of the game, which is brilliant. It means that as soon as the Scottish government uh, decide that we can open the doors, which is usually a week to two weeks after the English government, then we're ready to go. We don't have to say, oh, wait, we need to do this, we need to do that. We are ready to go. So that's brilliant news for SGF Gym. It's brilliant news for the fitness industry in the UK as a whole. And that's been one of the good highlights. Uh, from a personal and also work-related standpoint, I have been... I've had quite a few different things that I've been working on, quite a few different things that I have uh, looked to improve on. I carried out a mini MBA, uh, mini Masters in Business Administration, uh, not a major university course or anything like that, but at least something that is certificated, accredited, and gives me better knowledge in business. Completed that, um, created and pretty much finalised a consultancy website, um, have added a lot, nearly finalised a book that I will publish at some point. Um, what else have I done? done three or four relatively big things that have took a lot of work um really dialed in on how we operate the business how we operate different businesses things that we can better um lots of development meetings of how we can change and add more value and gives a definitive direction and makes things just simplifies things in our businesses and makes things flow easier uh for all those involved and really just took some time to kind of cross the T's and dot the I's. Um, from a financial standpoint, made sure that I was in the strongest possible position that we could be personally and uh, business-wise through everything financially that we possibly could. Um, made sure that we were, basically made sure that we were still operating and still trading and did everything we could to give us financial strength. So that was also a learning curve and ultimately just survived tried to ensure that um, I was using my time productively staying disciplined with slotting out my days for work for personal for all of that kind of thing ensuring that I was doing guitar and and also taking care of myself training um, one of the key things I would say probably wasn't the greatest is uh, eating diet um, I'm probably about a stone heavier than I was prior to the lockdown I was 100.1 kilos 100.1 kilo the day after the lockdown of the gyms was announced and I'm about 107 just now so pretty much a stone heavier uh, if you're spinning a lot of plates you can't do everything perfect and 
there has to be some leniency in some area. There has to be a slightly lesser performance in some area. And for me, it was dietary habits throughout lockdown. So if you're listening to this, I would say 99% of people will be in the same position in terms of eating habits and in terms of uh, unnecessary weight gain during lockdown. There will be 0.1% of people that will come out of this and go, wow, I was actually, I got a lot leaner, I lost a lot of body fat, I trained really well, etc., etc. Absolutely brilliant and I take my hat off to you, but you will be the minority rather than the majority for sure. Especially if you were in a really stressful position, um, i.e. if your your job was pretty much um, in limbo, if you were having to pause all payments and all that kind of stuff. If you're one of those people, then I fully understand why you would have ate more, basically. When you're stressed, there are certain things that you, you just do to cope with it. It might be excessive exercise or it might be no exercise and excessive eating whatever it is it's a it's a factor of being stressed out so i completely understand where you're coming from but i would very very much very much say to you to do yourself one good task that will be a, an eye-opener for you during this lockdown or before it ends before you go back to work and before life gets back to normal and things get back to the way they were, which is gonna happen, by the way. Everybody keeps saying, oh, it'll never be normal again, There's things will things will change for life, and that's it, we're never gonna, trust me, let me stop you right there. I can guarantee you that things will be back to normal. As much as you don't like to hear that, as much as you might go, well, Andrew, you don't know that, listen, we will have a conversation at Christmas time, in January, talking about, oh, wow, that lockdown was wild, and that, whole vaccine well not vaccine sorry that whole uh, virus was crazy but guess what we are back to the way we were prior to the lockdown and the way we were at christmas last year it will be the same as it was this year so before you go back to that normality do yourself a big favor this is a this is a, a task that i did for myself write down preferably in a document, the good things that happened during lockdown and the shit things that happened during lockdown. So write down a list of the things that you did, enjoyed, um, made better, i.e. mines were a lot of the things I mentioned at the beginning, but also mines were also things like spending time with mother half and really getting used to living together. We are very much so passing ships. We work different hours and we only see each other for a couple hours during the week and obviously when you're both in the house then you have to see each other quote-unquote tolerate each other more but it gave us a lot more time together it got us um, used to each other more so things like that that were good and a benefit it could be from a work standpoint it could be from a personal standpoint did you learn new things did you take up a new hobby um, did you invest in certain things, property, um, stock market, index funds, whatever it might be, note down those things that went really well and then note down those things that were pretty shit about it, i.e. 
furloughed from your job, unable to make as, as much money as you previously did, unable to see your friends as much as you usually do, your family, unable to socialise. Um, I'm just kind of knocking off some things of mine. Um, things of that nature that weren't that great about it. Being isolated in the house is never, never going to be a good thing for humans. We are not supposed to be locked up. It's as simple as that. But unfortunately, the way that the pandemic worked and the way the world worked, we had to be locked up. So we just had to deal with it. But note down the things that were good. Note down the things that were not so good. And then have a look at what you can keep on doing and what you can still progress with once we're back to normal. And then if there was things that you were restricted from or that weren't that great that you wish you did more of, make time to do a lot more of that when we're back to normal. Even if it's doing even more of that than you usually do. It gives you the understanding and the realisation of the balance and it gives you specific lessons to learn from this. Because realistically that's what it is. It's a lesson that you learn from this. In your lifetime, and I hope you listening to this just now, this is going to be the only time you experience this, hopefully, in your lifetime. But in every generation, there is a world event, there is a pandemic, there is a there's something that happens that is a big, big event in humanity on Earth. And when you look at, I mean, for instance, if you were born in, let's say you were born in 1910, at nine years old, the Spanish flu shows up, or at eight years old, the Spanish flu shows up, and then the year after that, I'm pretty sure the war, for World War One was around that time, so you're going through that, and then you're going through World War Two, and then you're going through the Vietnam War, so like, us born in the 90s, and the kind of 80s, you've pretty much had a, a good ride, as far as it stands, so this is just one thing that may not have been that great at the time, but let's hope it doesn't come back again. So take the good points, analyse it, and then implement what you can keep doing when we are back to normal. So again, just a short brief episode today. Uh, I am looking at another couple of guests to get on. The goal is to get 12 guests on this year. I think we're up to six, seven maybe. Um, so I'm trying to get on more people that are property-based, very interested, and there was a lot of good feedback from the property podcasts, so trying to get some more people that are in, involved in that. Um, also some high-level athletes as well, always good to hear their mindset, and hopefully to give you guys some more value as well. So folks, if you enjoyed the podcast, please do subscribe, like, and share to your friends, and until next time, become... 10% better. I will see you guys all in the next episode.